11.04, Pinpoint Hell Show. Nice, Jody. Jody's the best at that. Nice. You're here. You made it. Why wouldn't I have made it? Because this month you are <laughs> crazy busy. Or yes, crazy busy. It's busier fun. than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. My, uh, this funny story relates to, to okay. what you just said. I think it relates. So uh, a few weeks ago, my birthday, and uh, I call a friend, uh, you know, Dr. Rossi, his his dad. Yeah, love Okay, him. yeah. So, so I call him, and we're talking, and... Uh, you know, we're going back and forth. Just his birthday's the day before mine, which is why we're talking. And then, you know, turning 34. His dad's birthday's the day before, before you. mine. Okay. Yeah. So, so we always call each other. And uh, so then, uh, <laughs> as we're getting off the phone, he says, Okay, Luigi, well, you know, have a happy birthday and hang in there. And I was like, I'm going to try for at least another 30 to 40 years. Yeah, That's thanks. the goal. That is the goal. Like, hang in there. <laughs> I thought it was amazing hanging in there. So, yeah, like you're saying, like, oh, you made it in. Why wouldn't I have made it in? What's so what's funny. everyone's trying to tell me? Yeah, what do you, I, what, I don't know what's you going know on. That I don't? Yeah, everyone's, what have you heard? Everyone's giving me these little... Uh, <laughs> Hang in there. Well, see if you can make it through another yeah, year, well, Luigi. Yeah, who knows? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what's going on, pal? How oh, things? How busy, was the week? Busy. Yeah, yeah. very good week. Um Busy stuff, obviously. Um, I, I would say more more on the administrative side, really trying to build um, Pinpoint Health Beautiful. into uh, an organization designed to fill everyone's needs. And like some of the things, it's it's not finalized yet, but I think some of the things that are going to happen in the new year are going to be incredible things. Like, I mean, fully specialized centers for a lot of different uh, things, everywhere from injections to um the paramedical services like the chiropractic care, the physiotherapy, all that stuff, and even more stuff. Some very, very interesting things, specialized clinics. We've talked about right, yep. the knee clinic. We're probably going to do a similar thing for the shoulder um, and just expediting care for people. It's It's been an incredible 2019 for sure, building uh, Pinpoint Health uh, in its first year of inception. Like we, we, yep. we had other clinics before that, but this is the first year of of pinpoint health and the new brand and uh it's just been amazing and, and, and amazing from the point that again just i i've since i graduated i always wanted to build something that provided the very best evidence-based care for people suffering with injury and pain and putting cool. together the right people the right team and, and i'm being very honest when i say i'm only as good as the people around me and uh um everybody that i work with has been incredible and has helped me so much in in following through and creating this vision and continuing to create it. Um, so it's been a very humbling experience. It's a lot of work, but I'm, I really, really enjoy it. Um, and, and I really want to keep going at it. And I think 2020 is going to be even better. Um, and for you, the listeners, it's just going to provide even better care for you. Uh, and I think we already provide amazing care, but definitely I think a lot of the other services and, uh, other locations that we're working on now will just make it easier for people to get to a pinpoint health location. Yeah, I think you're planning basically exponential go- growth over the next few years, which is really what's needed to be yeah. to be honest. And and, right? and you know, I when I first started doing this show, it was it was abundantly evident that there is a need for the the right type of of ideology in healthcare. And I think a lot of people with the things that I speak about on the show, it resonates with them. They they hear it and they're like, yes, that makes sense. And and I think that goes with all professionals. I was speaking with someone the other day about uh they were trying to choose between two different lawyers mm-hmm. and you know and they were sort of like they're both saying different things. And I think when it comes to professionals, 
professionals are professionals because they have a, a specific opinion. And I and I always say you could see a hundred different lawyers or a hundred different doctors, and you might get a hundred different answers. It's really about the personality and if what right. that one person says resonates with you. And if it does, then that sort of the connection is really, really important. And um, I think a lot of people that listen to the show, the things that I say just make good good sense to them. I think I try to make good sense, and I think they think that it makes good sense, and it really sticks with them, and that's why people come to see me. And people have come from all over the province, and people have called me from all over, even North America. I've had people from the States reach out to me that I guess listen to the show that are just looking for a better uh, alternative, better option, and they they can't seem to find it. So we just, in in seeing that myself, how, how far the reach has become, I really want to make it easier for people to get there. It's very hard to just go see me in one location. And I'm only one person. And that doesn't mean that I'm the only one that's good at this stuff. There's a team of people that help me that are just as good as me. And if I can build a team across the province to help better suit the population, then it's just going to be better for everybody. And so when you come see me, we can find somewhere closer to your home, to your work, wherever it might be, wherever the convenience is to get the care that you need. A big part of the show is uh, up to you. By the way, we are uh, we are live and ready for your phone calls. If you have any uh, any health questions you've had on your mind or more questions about the clinics uh, now and in the future, call us 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Pinpoint Health Show continues. Global News Radio. Pinpointhealth.ca and online social as well. A lot of catching up to do for you. If you've not uh, stopped by the uh, Instagram or Facebook page of Pinpoint Health, there's a lot of amazing content uh, on there as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the way to go. Andy, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I'd like to ask Dr. Luigi about plantar fasciitis mm-hmm. and what uh, their their uh, clinics cool. do for that uh, ailment. Sure. Yeah, so I mean, well, number one, the number one thing that we always do is is make sure that we have the right diagnosis. So that's you know, plantar fasciitis in the foot is, you know, one of those things that if you talk to many healthcare professionals and you just said, hey, someone has pain at the bottom of their foot, what's a likely diagnosis? Plantar fasciitis is like number one on the list. So right. so a lot of the times it's also diagnosed because of that fact, because it's so common, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's always the right diagnosis. Sure. So that's, that's number one is confirming, is it actually plantar fasciitis? Because there's a few other things that can present like plantar fasciitis that aren't. And if you treat it like plantar fasciitis, you likely make it worse. But right. assuming, so let's, let's start there and assume that it is plantar fasciitis. The next thing you need to consider is what stage of plantar fasciitis are you in? Or is this an acute phase? Is this subacute, which is like, you know, six weeks to three months? Or is this something chronic that you've been dealing with your whole life? That That's all going to change um, uh, the management approach. Assuming that it's something that's newer, um, a lot of the times if it's newer, it means there's something that usually happened that caused it, whether that might be a new pair of shoes that somebody's wearing or they're starting to get more active and they weren't before, they started a new job that requires them to, I don't know, whatever. It could be a whole bunch of different things. And usually in the acute phase, it's easy to identify what that new factor is. One of the quick things that you can do is if you can eliminate that, and if it's not something that you can eliminate, then start to modify it in ways that will help it. 
you also will likely need to treat it conservatively, which means with just manual care. So chiropractor, physiotherapist, massage therapist, whomever, um, really stripping out that tissue, um, breaking down any any small adhesions that might be forming, and a lot of different home care exercises that would happen. Um, there are options where you can start to become more aggressive if, if those things. So if you start to move into a scenario where I've seen people that come in that are chronic and it's like, well, what happened? And obviously when someone's been dealing with something for five years, their typical answer is, I have no idea. Like yeah. this started five years ago. I don't remember. Been it's too some, long. Yeah, yeah, it's been so long. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's really bad. Mm-hmm. That is definitely harder to deal with. And and that's not just for plantar fasciitis. That's consistent across the board with anything, right? If, if you can't figure out, you know, some source or if it's chronic, then there's other things. Um, in those phases, uh, if if shockwave therapy hasn't been used, that's a very good option. There's very good research for for shockwave therapy uh, of benefits for helping with plantar fasciitis. Um, sometimes orthotic devices are beneficial. Uh, sometimes it's not even about the foot, but there's uh, what are called fascial links. So so your plantar fascia fa- uh, links up with your calf muscles and your hamstrings and your low back. Sometimes it has to do with these fascial patterns and fascial uh, connections that happen between those different areas that need to be worked on. So sometimes it's not just about locally working on the foot, but maybe you need to be working on the calf mobility or the hamstring mobility in order to decrease some of the tension that's happening. So um, I I guess I'm going sort of off. There's a lot of different ways to deal with it is is where I'm going. But I think the most important thing, and and this is consistent with everything, and, and it's pretty consistent with my ideology about this, is you've got to get the diagnosis right. And the diagnosis, it being right, doesn't just mean, okay, it's plantar fasciitis. It's about what stage is it in? What has the person tried before? Have they tried? I, I see a lot of people that will say, oh, I've tried therapy for it. And it's like, well, you know, what what type of therapy? Oh, well, you know, they did ultrasound and I did two sessions of it. It's like you have to be realistic with things too. And there's right dose response. There's right things. There's wrong things. There's a right amount of time and a wrong amount of time. I saw someone, the other day uh it was um it was a knee issue, and, and I was saying, have, had you ever had therapy? Because it mm-hmm. sounded very much like a mechanical knee issue when I was talking to them, and it's in, and already I can get the sense of when I'm speaking to somebody sort of what the issue is. And I was like, you know, if you've had therapy, this would have probably gone away. And they're like, no, I, I've done therapy, and it never helped. And uh, and I was like, well, how much therapy did you do? I went for one session of this one uh, physio, and it was like, come on. Like, you know, you got to don't <laughs> – you can't. and I've also met other people that say, oh, I did therapy three months of therapy and it's like well what'd you do oh they just used to slap a tens machine on me and then i'd leave and it's like well that's not therapy either right so it's not just consistent based on time it's also quality of of what's happening in the treatment session so um where are you along that curve andy how long has it been well i i think i can pinpoint when this happened and i think dr luigi has helped me a lot but i i have gone for orthotics and they didn't do anything 450 bucks was that the first like thing that was recommended? Yeah, my doctor recommended I yeah. go to an, you know orthotics so, to see somebody for orthotics. So yeah, I went and got to, the, to interrupt you on the orthotics, it's it's actually a pet peeve of mine. So a lot of people with plant. So you also have to understand the orthotic business. It's a big business in terms of the orthotic doesn't cost quite that much. The insurance covers quite a bit of it, and so there's a yeah. big profit margin. And a lot of times there's. 
there's other incentives to refer for that. Now, I'm not saying orthotic devices don't provide a benefit, but an orthotic device is usually something that's very good when you've identified. So typically I've used them when you've identified a problem, you treat it, the person is feeling better, and then you want to hold the desired effect. Preventative type of thing? Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, maybe the person just needs a better arch support long term in order to prevent it or minimize it coming back. No different than if you needed braces. A dentist just doesn't slap in braces. They would do the workup to say, okay, well, you know, there's really no space here. We might remove this one tooth and then put this in, right? It's, and then get to And it. then put it in, right? So, so same thing. Like, I, I, it's a sort of, and that, that doesn't mean that orthotics are never the answer right away. It just means that typically most people hear, oh, foot pain. It's like, oh, our orthotic, first line of defense, go do this. This should help you. Most of the time it doesn't. Um, where, where, where's your Where's your northernmost office, Doctor Louis? Uh, in Newmarket right now. Perfect We're working you, on a Barry location, actually. Yeah. Well, but, I should call you because I'm yeah. a realtor for forty years. <laughs> Sorry. I said I should call you, and I'm a realtor for forty years. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give me a call. We can help you with that foot for sure. Andy, uh, by the way, it's one eight five 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 D R L O U Doctor Lou one eight five 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 Doctor Lou to reach out and uh, info at pinpointhealth.ca. So check it out. Lots more on the way. Your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Works just like that. Give us a call. Love to talk to you. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio, 1125, Pinpoint Health Show, one 55 Dr. Lou to reach out when we're not uh, on the air, but for the purpose of the next half hour, a little bit more, it is 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Again, tons of uh, fantastic, wonderful content on social as well, be it Instagram or uh, Facebook for you as well. Yeah, cool. uh, it's, yeah. A, it's all good content. The radio show, even a lot of people, I direct them back to uh, the Global News website on the, yep. the sub-site to go go listen to the show. I, I know a lot of people do do listen to it as a podcast format. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's all content, right? So uh, it's it's good for, for people to have this knowledge, and we've had all kinds of different people on and all different types of topics that we've discussed. So, um, I mean... It'd be, it'd be cool if there was a better job, like if we could, I mean, I'd have to go back and go through every show and figure out like what was the exact content of each show, right. uh, which is a lot, right? That'd be, no, I, don't, for sure. I don't think I have the time for that. No, you have to yeah. hire somebody to do that. Yeah, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Your kid old enough yet? Can we put, can we put him uh, to work or no? They, uh, 10, 10, 11 months. They yeah, can, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's good, good to go. Yeah, this, yeah. Is go. this is a mouse. This is how you use it. <laughs> Get to work, kid. Never mind. They're, they're good at that stuff. The dexterity's yeah. crazy. I know. Yeah. I know. So what else is going on, pal? Yeah, just so same stuff, right? So, you know, it starts with the phone call. Yes. that's the, It's that simple. So, you know, we go through what's going on. And if it's something that I believe that myself or my team can help with, it moves on to an assessment. We do the assessment. We do the proper workup. We get the right diagnosis. We spend a lot of time talking about what the plan of management is. And then we implement it. And then we make sure you're getting better. It's, it's really, it, it, this is really designed for people who are motivated to get better. Yeah. Right? If you're not motivated to get better, you want some quick fix. That's not what this is. That doesn't mean that all things require a long-term commitment. Some things could be helped very, very, it just depends. It's very hard for me to say. Like People will call and say, oh, I've got uh, neck pain. How many treatments do you think I'll need? I have no idea. Some some neck pain can resolve with one treatment, and some neck pain might never fully resolve with right. even if you did treatment for the rest of your life, right? So it very much depends on the issue. But I think if you are uncertain of what you've been diagnosed with or you don't really understand, then there's a benefit to see me for at the very least for the assessment because I think the highest 
quality thing that I do is I make people understand what's going on. And I don't, nobody leaves my office saying, I don't, I still don't understand. And I think if there's anybody that's listening to the show that's seen me, which I'm sure there is, if they want call in, they can explain to you. How, how like how, the extent of what I'll go through with explaining things to make sure that you understand what it is, because I don't do that just because I like to talk. I do like to talk. But the research on this stuff is very, very clear. The one thing that consistently shows up for efficacy to make sure that people get better for prognosis, all those things is education, reassurance and empowerment of the individual. And that's what I try to do. I do it because I think I have a natural skill set for it, but I also do it because the research consistently shows that when you can impart that knowledge on the person suffering with whatever they're suffering with, they get better. Even if you do nothing else, that will help. That doesn't mean it will help 100%. That in certain instances, it might only be 10% 10% of the help. Sure. In, in others, it might be 80%. But it always helps. It always helps to fully understand what's going on and to just sort of try to do your own research and use Google to figure it out for yourself. You're not doing yourself any favors. 416 870 6400 star 640 on your cell. Andrew, thanks for hanging on. Good morning. Well, good morning. How are you today? Good, sir. What's, uh, what's on your mind, pal? Um, actually, about a year and a half ago, I was diagnosed with spondylosis thesis. Okay. Which is um, the the lowest vertebrae in my back. Um, it's out by about a third. Right. Um, yep. Protrudes. Yep. Um, now it looks like I just quite. I looked at the X-ray. It looks like my bottom disc is crushed, and that that kind of explains why I have difficulty standing for longer than a few minutes at a time, or even walking any substantial distance because my whole left leg goes numb. Right. Right down into my foot. And it always feels like somebody punched me right in the lower left part of the back. Yeah. Now, I hear from uh, uh, when I talked to my doctor, he said it takes over a year just to get a consultation with like a back specialist or uh, orthopedic surgeon. Um, I don't know what to do. I'm trying to look on the Internet. I see so many different possible solutions or therapies, yeah. um, exercises and all that. And pretty much everything I've been trying now, I haven't gone seen a pain specialist, which is why I was intrigued by your show. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know much about that? Or yeah, what? of course. So my first question is, what is the spondylolisthesis due to? Was it traumatic or it's degenerative, like it's happened over time because of degenerative changes? I believe it's both. I can first, uh, I'm 55 now, and I recall when I was 15 years old playing basketball and getting nailed in the back. And I couldn't walk for about two weeks until mm-hmm. I saw a chiropractor, and that seemed to fix it up. Yeah. But I've always had. But it's not. So I guess my question is it's not new trauma, right? I so don't believe. No, this, no, this no, sounds degenerative, yes. And, and now it's at the point where, as I'm getting up in age, um, just over the past few years, um, it, it's feeling like, it, or I'm assuming it's degenerative, as you call it. Yeah. And so combination of that, and it's only been the past couple of years where I've been, ex, you know, it's painful. I can't sleep yeah. at night. Gotcha. I'm trying not to take pain pills. Mm-hmm. I have taken endomethacin yeah. uh, just to kind of 
alleviate a bit of this, you know, swelling. Yeah. I'm just at wit's end of what to do. So, so uh, number one, I'd have to see you, I think. And I think based on your, mm-hmm. what you're saying in terms of being concerned on how long it takes, the, because the other thing here is that type of spondylolisthesis or antralisthesis, there's multiple ways that it can be referred to. If we took probably, I'd say a hundred people at random and we took an x-ray of them, we probably would find that, I'd say in about 20% of people, and not all 20% are going to have the symptoms you have. So there's always something that's important, and it's and what we try to do is figure out what is the true pain-generating structure. Now, in your case, it might very well be. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm saying that that's the first thing we need to make sure of, and that's not... You don't diagnose someone on an image. You diagnose them based on their clinical symptoms in correlation with an image. So I would do a lot of neurological testing, a lot of different orthopedic testing, in order to determine, do these things line up? If they do line up, then we have to look at what are the deficits? Are those deficits things that can be dealt with with a conservative measure, or does it require surgery? So we can definitely help you. So I'd say give me a call, and we'll set something up, um, and we'll assess that. Andrew, appreciate the call. Again, one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. That is the number you want to call. Help at Pinpoint out. I you caught me. I did see if you were listening. I'm gonna get that changed one day. It's info at pinpointhealth.ca. I almost got him. I almost got him. Otis, hang on. We'll get to you and your phone calls as well. 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell pinpoint health show. Right here. Global News Radio. 1135 Pinpoint Health Show. It is Pinpoint Health on social. Info at pinpointhealth.ca. If you want to send out an email and reach uh, Dr. Lou outside of the show anytime, leave a message. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. But for the remainder of this hour, please call in, get some answers, get started anyway. 416-870-6400-640 on Yosel. Otis, morning. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Good, pal. What's going on? So I've got trigger finger in five of my fingers, uh, three on my left, two on my right. Okay. I've, had cor- I've had cortisone shots done. Yep. Um, they lasted about three months. And now the surgeon is telling me that my only option is for him to cut my hands open and cut the sheet. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen I've seen a, a surgery where they go in with a needle and cut the sheet, which has a, a quicker quicker healing time. But I'm having problems trying to find a doctor that's able to do the surgery here. Where is here? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, I'm, I'm in Ontario. I'm in, in the GTA. In the GTA, yeah. Um, I mean, and you've tried, I mean, if the cortisone hasn't worked, then I probably, again, I, I would have to see you. It worked worked for three months and and now it's come back worse than ever, right? Yeah. So, so surgery is probably the road you're headed. Um, you've been referred to how many surgeons? One? To the one and I would never go back. Okay. Um, give me a call. Uh, we, I can probably set something up, uh, and there's specialized hand clinics and things like that that, that might right. be better options. But it definitely yeah. does sound, I mean, with trigger finger. Which is? It's so, so essentially what starts to happen is it's called trigger finger because if you see it, it your, your fingers are fully flexed, like you're pulling a trigger. Wow. Um, and, uh, I mean, it can start very, very mild where people, it just sort of gets stuck and then they have to pry it open and then it doesn't happen, you know, typically worse in the mornings, that type of stuff. Yeah. Then it can, I got to run my hands under hot water for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Wow. yeah, it has to do with the way. So if you look at a tendon, the tendon runs within a sheath. 
okay. and there's adhesions that sometimes build up for whatever reason. And when that happens, you can get this. And so some people, um, again, it could be very mild. It could be related to specific things. They can get it treated conservatively with like manual therapy and, it, and it's fine. It never bothers them again. Uh, other people can have it a little bit more, such as Otis here and uh, typically injections and things like that can help. Uh, but if all of those more conservative measures don't work, they actually have to go in and release all those adhesions within the tendon sheath, mm. right? Um, and and that's really the only... Because it's, it's, from a functional perspective, it's a bit of a disaster, right? If your fingers are stuck in flexion, oh, yeah. you can't do anything. And especially yeah. with Otis, you, he's got five out of ten fingers. That's, that's a lot. Like, I've seen people with one or two. Um, I, I don't think I've actually ever seen anybody that has had it in that many fingers so um yeah from a from a purely functional perspective it's a bit of a nightmare because i mean with anything right like if, you, if your fingers are getting stuck so yeah otis it, it definitely sounds like you're probably going down that road towards surgery in terms of uh I, i'll have to look in i'll speak with one of the surgeons i i work with um in terms of if they know anybody that does that other procedure but let's get you in to see me and we'll we'll set up an appointment with him as well anyways um just to to get his opinion and then make the referral there's like i said there's we we know a couple hand surgeons and uh and we also uh there's hand clinics and things like that around the city i was was sent to like a regular plastic surgeon i i didn't i I don't feel very confident right yeah like going into my hands and Mm -hmm. Is doing a nose job one day and playing out your hands another day? Well, no. So, so, yeah. I guess so. The problem is plastics, right? When people say plastic surgery, they automatically assume that all of that just means cosmetic, like rhinoplasties for like rich people and stuff like that. That's not the case. Plastic surgery is what you do for hand stuff as well. And a lot of these people just purely work in in that world, in the clinical world. So don't don't think the word plastic surgery means some person who's doing you know boob jobs on the side and then and then doing your hand. That's that's just a misconception. It's just plastic surgeons are a lot of the 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 medical specialists that do these types of hand procedures. So there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Otis, appreciate it. Want to uh, reach out uh, when you can. It would be a, a good idea. one 855 D-R-L-O-U is the number. Or info at pinpointhealth.ca. For the record, first time you've ever said boob job on this show. Just thought I'd let you know. Is that bad? Yeah, no, no, it's great. Uh, still lots of time for you to call in, too. You have health concerns. Bring them on, just like Otis. That's how it works. 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. 1144, Pinpoint Health Show, indeed. It is uh, 1-855-55-DR-LOU to reach out when we're not on the air. Do so and uh, get in there at least for an assessment if you need. They'll uh, they'll tell you if you do. And info at pinpointhealth.ca and on social like uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. I'm just thinking about us talking about yeah. like off the air, like yeah. what it would have been like in the 1700s or with medieval so, England, like so many things, so, so many things that we just nowadays mm-hmm. just simple. We could deal with it. Like back then, you know, a little hangnail infection could have Done. potentially been yeah. the end. Like yeah. that just game over. So in, you got a insane. Cold? You got, you got a cold. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't dude. be buying green bananas, buddy. No, it's crazy. Yeah. We're, we live in a, in a great time and it's, yeah. It's crazy because we're only going to progress further. Like I've been, uh, there's been some uh, companies that have reached out to me that are doing all different types of things with like genetic testing, and it's in, it's insane where where healthcare will go, and there 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 will definitely be 
a better way for sure. And we'll look back one day and think that this was the archaic way of dealing with everything the way we we currently deal with it. But like anything, you're living within, within your, your, your time, your time and your reality. And the reality is that these things do happen. There is a way to treat them. Um, You know, but I think um, the moral of the story here with some of the calls has been, it's very important at what stage you're at with a lot of the things you're dealing with, which is why, the people that listen least to me are the people in the acute stages because they think, ah, it just happened. However, the moral of the story today and of this show is if it's acute, it's when you should deal with it. Right. Because if you deal with it in the acute phase, it is always, always, always much simpler. There, It is just, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Just from, like, we, we started the show on a recollection perspective. Like, did something happen? It is much easier to recall what happened two or three days ago or what happened three or days prior to that than to try to recall what happened 10 years ago when your first episode of low back pain showed up. So just that simple fact. And then, you know, we've talked about neuropathic pain where you start to have a learned behavior of pain where you might have an absence of a physical problem, but you might still have these pain signals being generated by your mind sending pain there, right? And, And that's it's it's crazy the way that works and it and it and it really contributes to a lot of the chronic pain that we see in 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 real life is due to neuropathic pain which is a learned behavior that's why fibromyalgia i've had a number of people a lot of people but most recently i've had a number of people that have come in and said uh i've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia yes. and i've said well what is fibromyalgia and they say well it's a problem with my nerves that that's sort of the way i guess the 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 public perception of it is from a from a layman's terms but it's not it's not a problem with your nerves it's a it's as your mind keeps creating a signal back and forth you can create these pathways that send these signals whether there is a problem or there isn't a problem so that's what neuropathic pain uh, the way i like to to sort of describe it that an easier way is it's almost like you now are plugging your your nervous system into an amplifier so the things that we would all feel are just that much heightened in someone with fibromyalgia because of that that constant message being sent back and forth. Uh, and that's why these people with fibromyalgia, and most people with fibromyalgia can relate with this, they're, they're very much focused always on their body and within themselves whereas you and i aren't doing that most of the time we're not we're not living every day thinking like how's my knee how's my hand that's central sensitization where where everything is internal is will amplify everything and when you amplify those messages even something that is not that bad will feel horrible and and it's just the way chronic pain works is it can be an animal for sure. It's all it's, consuming, really. Yeah, it can be all consuming for sure. And this doesn't this doesn't mean it's fake. And I'm not saying this for the people who are going through it because they know it's about the, the loved ones. Because I've had a lot of people that come in with loved ones, and you could tell that the other people that are in the room sitting there, they're almost thinking like, sounds like a lot of BS. Like that this person, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's not BS. Chronic pain is a real thing. Fibromyalgia is a real thing. It it. it it's the source of it is maybe something that's more complicated than you want to accept to understand. Right. Right. Because everyone can understand, well, that bone is broken. Right. And that makes sense that that would hurt. But people can understand that there's also neural pathways that can develop that can create pain. That doesn't mean that that person is crazy or full of BS. What it means is that that's a real problem. Our mind controls everything and it can also control heightened levels of pain. And so, yeah, Again, going back to sort of what I said is the moral of the story with the Pinpoint Health Show in general is 
we are we see a lot of people we see pro- more people that i see more people that come to me with chronic issues than i do with acute issues but i, I just think if i can get across one message it's deal with your 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 things in the acute phase it's so much simpler to deal with and and you don't know the realm of possibilities that exist when this chronic stuff sets in it can be an absolute nightmare i've seen people's lives being ruined by this so um Again, that's that's sort of my, I'm pleading with you all that if it's acute, deal with it when it's acute. Isn't that neuropathic pain all, isn't that the essence of, of missing limb syndrome, isn't it? That's yeah, how that, exactly. where that comes yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. The, my leg got cut off six months ago, I still feel the floor. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and they can still, so even, so with phantom limb pain, like phantom you, limb pain, yeah. you could have a person who say lost their left arm and right. let's say they're saying their their left index finger hurts. They're pointing to where that left index finger That's would weird, have been man. in space yeah. because not it's still three, like almost four dimensional in that sense that they could still feel it going out that far. They're not. And that's that just shows you that your perception exists in your mind. It doesn't exist in the physical world. We're just a body otherwise without a mind. We're getting deep here, brother. We're getting. Do we got time for Sergio before? Nope. Sergio, you're hanging on, pal. Just hang on. We'll get to you. Uh, 416 870 6400 star 640 on cell pinpoint health show global news radio. It is 1153. If you're just joining us for the first time, this is it. Well, if you are, it's probably because you've been doing hard time or trapped under something heavy. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's the pinpoint health time. show, right? Uh, you want to reach out 1 855 Dr. Lou, D R L O U, info at pinpointhealth.ca is the email address. Get to, uh, to Sergio. Thanks for hanging on, Sergio. How are you? Very good. Yourself? Excellent. What's uh, what's your concern, brother? Thanks for taking my call, you bet. doctor. No problem. Um, I got a question. It's more in regards to helping out my mother-in-law. She's suffering from my fibromyalgia. She's been suffering for, with it for many, many years now. Uh, just being a, an immigrant coming over from, you know, the parts of Ukraine and cold areas in Europe, you know, Nigeria sort of thing. You know, growing in that environment from when she was a kid, I guess it just translated to her, you know, her 50s now. So she's going through excruciating pain with fibromyalgia. She's got migraine headaches. Yep. Um, she's tried to seek help from many, many doctors within Ontario and, you know, to no avail. She's, she's just going through pain every single day. Okay. And I'm just trying to get that help for her. Right. So... So who has she seen for it? Like what types of doctors? Uh, she's gone. She's spoken to many, many di- uh, different doctors uh, in regards to the fibromyalgia that she's suffering. You know, in her hands, and her feet, and her legs, and her back. Uh, you know, they've helped her, but it's more of um, you know, sort of like a band aid. So what? So what has she been recommended to do? Um. Okay, so first off, she's gone. I think she's gone through, you know, various things of uh, chemo, uh, not chemo, um, physiotherapy. I know she's done a lot of that. Yep. Uh, For the migraines, uh, she's gone to many, many doctors, and they've given her prescriptions for pills that she's got to take, you know, continuously. She's not that type of person where she wants to just take pills and pills and sort of, like, cover up the pain. You know, she's looking to, you know essentially get rid of the pain and you know so okay so i'll stop you there number one with fibromyalgia i think there needs to be realistic goals and and to to say get rid of to cure 
there's no cure for this. This is a management thing. And so with fibromyalgia, it's multi-pronged in terms of a lot of different things cause it. So it means a lot of different things are required to help it. In a quick summary, it is a it is something that is not just a physical problem. So the physiotherapy and that stuff is good. There might also be biochemical problems. There might be social problems. There might be psychological problems. There might be other things. So with the proper fibromyalgia treatment, number one, it is ongoing. So you can't, if you've been asked to do something, it needs to be consistently done in this idea of self-dose response where you want to stop something and because you don't want to do it. That's the wrong approach. You'll never get better. Like we, we didn't invent fibromyalgia. We're just trying to figure out what it is and how to deal with it best. And it doesn't go away. It's something that someone will have forever. So there, yeah. there's a lot of different ways to deal with it. And, and a person dealing with it needs to do all of these different things in order to get better. So there's, as I said, the, there's the physical side of things, but more important than therapy with someone else, it's about being active. It's about right diet, eating the right things consistently all the time. It's about uh, getting the right cognitive behavioral types of therapy so making sure social environments are good that our perception around these things are are managed and that's not some something that someone knows themselves you have to do formal psychological therapy in order to get those right tools in order to do it um, there might be medications especially with things like headaches and migraines um, there might be consistent medications that need to be used so there's a whole host of things I think typically when I see an I might be generalizing here, and I'm using your case more of as, as an example and not necessarily that this is your your specific case. But the problem with a lot of people is that I see with this is the things that I tell them, they've heard from everyone else. They just don't want to accept it because it's not an easy approach. It's not, oh, here's the fix. It's, it's right. A and that's it. It's usually you have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and so on and so forth. Oh, and you have to do it forever. Oh, and you have to keep doing it. So the minute you start eating unhealthy again, you'll start feeling worse. The minute you start being stressed again, you'll feel worse. And so a lot of these people have I've already heard it in many different forms it's just they 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 sometimes lack the awareness to accept it and that's an important thing right so i would be behooved to think that out of everyone that she's seen if she's seen all these people across ontario that she hasn't heard this stuff before she probably has the important thing is carrying it out okay so so I, i'm happy to see thing like you said yeah. yeah and it's and it's it might also be in terms of someone being I guess the one distinguishing factor with me is sometimes I'm this hard with people. Like I give them the cold, hard truth because that's sometimes I'm not in the business of telling people what they want to hear. I'm in the business of telling them what they need to hear. And that's what I try to do. I try to tell people what they need to hear. And this is what people with fibromyalgia need to hear sometimes is that it's on them. It's not on someone else. It's not on a doctor. It's not on a pill. It's on them to continually do the right thing. Give me a call, Sergio. I'd be happy to help out. Sergio, appreciate uh, appreciate your time and reaching out as well. Good job. You want to reach out, as mentioned, one 55 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, info at pinpointhealth.ca. We'll catch you next week right here, Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, 
and all podcast platforms.